0: Do you want to sing the song for the first time ever? No. Because there
1: isn't a song. You
0: promised before that you would sing the song. I'm not
1: going to sing the song. I mean... I don't even know how it goes.
0: Well... You start with "It's that time again." Can't you feel the it, my friends? The melody changes every fucking
1: time. It's <laughs> not here, the same playing all the
0: rock. It's the same every time. <laughs> it's I, in a
1: different key. It's, it's,
0: I don't know. Listen, I don't know anything about music. It's
1: like a bad acapella <laughs> riff. There's no music.
0: It's that time again. Can't you feel it, my friends? The band's here playing all the right chords. No, they're not. There's it's no band. It's the night of nights so everyone hop aboard for the decom, The decom Choice Awards. Did you
1: rate that song yourself?
0: Well, it's... Did it's, you
1: do it just so you could sing on the podcast? Because I don't remember you ever, ever asking you to come up with a song.
0: No, I surprised it with you. I think with the second... So, or you, one. so
1: this is just, you came up with the song. I have asked you um, many,
0: Emma, many fans are dying for you to sing the song i am not no <laughs> one has
1: asked even for this song you
0: promised them you would sing and then you didn't follow through i'm never
1: gonna learn those words it's like
0: one anyway welcome everybody to the fourth yes fourth, nobody cares <laughs> fourth annual decom choice awards your premier remote awards show
1: the only disney channel original movie award show that i'm aware of
0: yeah i mean i'm sure someone out there has gotten on our game a little bit but you know what nobody does it better um so if you're a little new to the podcast and don't know what this is in your feed at the end of a season we kind of like to look back on some of the highs and the lows mostly the the epic lows. Epic highs and Yeah, we really like the lows more than we like the highs, for being quite honest, on the movies that we reviewed and hand out some awards... It's kind of like if you combine the Oscars and the Razzies into one show and gave out awards for the best and the worst at the same time. And that's what we're here to do today. Emma, how are you feeling this magical night?
1: I'm feeling good. I had to, I like my chances.
0: <laughs> well, what award do you think you're going to take on? I don't on? know. Maybe all of
1: them. It could be a sweep.
0: <laughs> that is true. We don't actually give the awards to the people who win them. So if you think about it, we get all the awards mm-hmm. in the end. Well, Let's hop right in. I'm so ready for this. I frankly needed this after the rough year we've all had after we've yeah. had a rough year last year as well. But let's hop into what I think is almost always our most hotly contested category. Emma, Ooh. do you know what that is? No. Worst parents of the year. Oh,
1: this is my favorite we award. Start, Why do we start I, so
0: big? I, okay. I didn't hang on. I'm I I like I don't know
1: if it's my favorite award, but it's always the tightest. I race. feel like
0: every single year Emma has set a different award as her favorite no, award. No, this
1: one is <laughs> this one or like most superfluous character. Yeah, you said that before. You have also
0: said that best original song is your favorite.
1: I, I, don't, I don't know if this is my favorite. I'm gonna correct that statement. This award is always the tightest race. That's it's true. a real that's, race yeah. to the bottom. That's why the we like. To,
0: that's why we like to open with yeah. it because it really gets the juices flowing. So on the list for this year. Oh, also. Um, if you didn't vote on our in our Twitter polls, you should know that we're covering... If You
1: didn't vote. Voting is a fucking right and <laughs> an obligation. We
0: fought for your right to vote because the You of our Lord
1: 2021, because... you're not going to vote in an election because
0: we what didn't the let fuck you fuck vote. What's it...
1: wrong with you. We
0: didn't let you vote in the first one. So now you have the right. we're recovering Cheater girls through double teamed our last season. So let's hop right in with first off, the most recent addition, Larry Burge from Double Team. What a shitbag. What? Uh... what? I, yeah, but also like not in that I feel like he was intentional Awful. He was just a big old dummy. He was um, bad
1: at. He at was life. bad,
0: but he thought he was really good and at
1: choices. It. Who he was who one else of those we got.
0: He was one of those people who like. Um, there's like a, psych- a psychological version of this term where it's like they think they're great at what they do, but everybody else from the outside is like that guy freaking sucks at this a job. Narcissist. No, no, no. There's a specific term for it. it's like where like people who are terrible actually think they're amazing at something. Like it's like if you got so a... the
1: opposite of imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah, basically it's like if you got a job. I
1: definitely have that. If
0: you got a job making milkshakes at Dairy Queen and then thought, man, I make the best milkshakes in the world, and then all the customers and all the other employees are like that guy makes the worst mm-hmm. milkshake. Around, but no one told you that you Mm -hmm. would just think that you're the best because he thinks, like, God, I am so smart for coming up with this ruse to get my girls into college, but not thinking at all about how it's affecting Smash cut (laughs) living
1: (laughs) in a condo, yeah, uh,
0: him and his wife, (laughs) and it's
1: his wife leaving him. Uh. Who else is he against?
0: Um, Cosmo and Kathy Cola from just
1: fucking and not making any attention to these kids,
0: yeah, Cosmo and Kathy Cola from Stepsister from Planet. Weird, it's just it's also weird. Cause I didn't weird. I didn't know if we should list just one of them because Cosmo was a terrible fault. Fo- but they're in their own ways. They were both terrible. They were both parents. terrible.
1: They're perfect for each other. In a but weird, I mean, it, which I
0: mean, I also liked their chemistry together, like in a weird way. Like it no, I worked. think
1: they wanted to go be together without their children. Their children.
0: Well, I we we surmised, and I still think it's true that I don't think Ariel's mom is actually dead. and oh, Cosmo. no, no, Cosmos no. Just... that bubble
1: woman. Yeah, no, she's alive in some he's form. She's practicing polygamy on two different planets.
0: Yeah, well, I. I mean, it's just cheating when they don't know it's polygamy. But uh, then Frederick and Ariana from Tangled Before Ever After, the king and the queen. Those are their real oh, names. Oh, yeah.
1: Well. Flips <laughs> on my radar, honestly. Well, I I think
0: they they're the most subtly bad because the dad like we actually were like we get that he's protective because his daughter was literally kidnapped she when was she kidnapped. was like two days this
1: old. Was a most of a smart situation. I
0: I get that, but then like she finally had a frank conversation with her father and he saw what a wonderful woman he had become and he was like, oh no, you are staying to right lock and key because we need to have a TV show made out of this. And then the mom was like, man, I really don't support this, but I'm not gonna talk to him about it. I'm just gonna have like one scene where I give you my old diary and i'm like hey do what you gotta do girl
1: i there they are also it's interesting because they're the reverse of the planet weird parents and that like they planet weird parents had a crackling chemistry these parents nearing
0: divorce do they ever have a scene where they talk to one another? No, I think no. it's just the dad That's, talking to Rapunzel. They're living separate lives. She's there. It's like, then, in, it's
1: like in olden days when they had two separate bedchambers. Like, they're living completely separate lives.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then lastly is Julie Riley from Phantom of the Megaplex. Who, oh,
1: that I, one like, was checked out. She
0: was just, The kids were running the house, so the inmates oh, were in charge dad, of the asylum dad, on that one. That
1: was when the girl was making breakfast at an eight-year-old she, girl. She was making, like,
0: mac and cheese for her. She was cooking on
1: a hot stove.
0: <laughs> Emma never got over that.
1: I don't <laughs> know. And then, like, the, five Guys, was, we watched a the movie five-year-old with, was doing,
0: like, yard work.
1: We watched, we watched a movie with full-on aliens, and I still think watching that five-year-old do yard work and the eight-year-old make a hot mac and cheese <laughs> on a hot stove was crazier. I, that was a crazier <laughs> plot line. And the mom was just, like, macking on a dude in, like, a parking lot as her kids yeah. were, like, running around the fucking city in movie theater
0: alone. They were ostensibly trying to stop, not a serial killer, but a criminal, a, cr- yeah. a criminal. But, uh, Emma, who's your pick? Why don't you start things off?
1: I have to go with where my heart wants me to go, which is the Riley mom. Julie Riley. Julie Riley from Phantom and the Megaplex, simply for the mac and cheese alone. I
0: I had a feeling you were going to go there. I personally, I feel like if you were to give me, like, look at these lists. I feel like my heart wants me to go with Cosmo and Kathy Cola, just because, like, how badly that they handle that whole situation. But the thing is, is it's kind of supposed to be that, where it's like, isn't this kooky and crazy that, you know, we're, we've, we're getting married after, like, six weeks or whatever? And it's not that important. Like, it's not on their face. Like, obviously, on paper, it's terrible. But, like... I was, did
1: like that in that movie, they, the kids react to their behavior as insane. Yes. Like, in, in Phantom of the Megaplex, none of the kids were like, it's weird that I'm making my own fucking dinner.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was their normal. Yeah, yeah. It was their yeah. normal. But, like, the the planet weird parents, she was... the thing that got me there was that she was like listen daughter I would never do this if you didn't want me to and, and I then am five going minutes to do later I, she, I forgot about that she immediately dived but she goes
1: except for right now except, which I will do it
0: except for right now so yeah I'm tempted to give it to them but I do think I, I'm gonna have to agree with them and go Julie Riley on this one just because I understand that when you go become a single parent because their father recently passed away you're know you're spinning, you're you spinning you don't know what you're doing and the kids are probably picking up some of that slack but the fact that she had her
1: oldest son was the breadwinner he house was yeah, I mean,
0: she 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 had no slack left. Is the problem? She just wasn't putting in any ostensible work into this family. And had
1: no stress trying to keep this family afloat. The kids were fucking stressed. So, the mean, son was stressed. Oh, yeah, the I daughters mean, over a hot stove. Everybody else trying to keep the trains running on time. And she was like, "I'm going on a date." See she could have
0: been literally like in Monaco doing her own thing, and like they could have been starving, and she would have been like, "Ah, you know, Julie's got a Julie." She
1: <laughs> did not. She had no stress.
0: Yeah, I got to give that one to her. Um, I will say the audience did pick Larry Bird. Yeah. Burge, Bird. Berg, Bird. Bird. bird, It's not bird. Burge. It's it's Burge. Who the fuck cares? Um, I will feel bad because they're real people. But like we, like I said, I feel like he wasn't intentionally awful. He was just an idiot. Like he was just real dumb. Yeah,
1: I hold women to a higher standard, and I know that's not correct. But um, <laughs> therefore, I, I. I Stay with Julie. like Ryan.
0: because his, his intentions at their co- at his core were good. Here, I'm
1: gonna back that up even further. Okay, he had intentions. Yes, he cared about something. Yeah, did he go about it the wrong way? Yes, yes. of course he did. He was a moron, but. Julie Riley, not a, a care in the world. He
0: was a moron who met a shady man at a volleyball practice and was like, this is my life now. This is, what, this is what but my like, whole Julie Riley, world to She didn't become. even care
1: about what her kid was up like. She was like, eh, stop worrying. He had like a motivated goal. And she was like, stop having goals. Stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just just live off the fat of the land yeah, with me. It,
1: it, was, it was bad parenting 101. So I'm going, I like my choice and I like your choice. I'm glad you came with me. Yeah, let's tournament. go
0: Julie Riley on that one. I, I will say Larry Burge did win by a pretty considerable margin. But guys, as you must remember with the DCOM tricks of words, the opinions that matter most
1: are ours. Your votes actually don't matter. I mean,
0: they do matter a little bit, but not as much as you would think. Not at all. It's because you guys, and honestly, it's your guys' fault because you can't get organized. Um, let's move on to the best parents. And I already feel like I know what Emma's going to say going into this. Oh, dad is calling me. Hey, dad, what's up? Not much. What are you doing? We're recording the podcast. You're on it right now. <laughs> oh, all right. I won't. Bu- hang up. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're on the podcast. What's going on? No, just checking in with you guys, making sure everything's good. But I don't want to bust your show. So. <laughs> no, you're a special guest on the show in now, Dad. In a parenting Dad. category. <laughs> and funnily enough, we're about to talk about the best parents of the year. Do you want me to put the cat on? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can leave my cat out of this. I don't this.
1: want to hear the cat on the podcast. <laughs> That's
0: okay. I'll call you back later, okay? All
1: right, love you.
0: Love you too, Dad. Bye bye. Special uh, guest star! Special guest star, Jeffrey Tyler. In the
1: best parenting category.
0: (laughs) He must have have felt we were talking about him. But I already feel like I know what I was going to say in this category. Let me read through these uh, nominees. Um, And Emma, I'm going to ask you to maintain a little bit of uh, composure as i go through i've them.
1: never maintained composure ever first up
0: kenneth daniels from jump in i i think a very well done parenting solid dad. solid dad very well done parent conflict between him and the son good actor good actor i'm gonna look directly at emma's face as i say this dorothea galleria from the cheer girls Emma. <laughs> Emma, How is this Emma. Not a runaway Emma, um, mary burge from Double Team to the real rock of like that family. Michael
1: Phelps over <laughs> Michael here. Michael
0: Phelps. Uh, and what was the name of her swimming companion?
1: Absolutely no You idea. said
0: in the episode you would never forget it for the rest of your life. And it's life. already gone. Em- Emily Nybo. That was oh, yeah. it. I got it. That was um, and then Jim and Nancy Grover from Quince. Now I will say the Quince parents were an interesting addition on here. But if you'll recall much like worst parent is often a hotly contested best parent can really you can pull from anywhere because, because you need not a
1: lot, of you, not need a lot of, need warm, of
0: you need warm bodies. You do
1: not have a lot of fresh meat.
0: And I think there is a lot, especially in the episode, that we set against these parents, but at the end of the day, they were throwing a wild hand. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they, they were doing their best to rolling make work. Rolling with the punches. They were rolling with the punches. The dad was working, like, 22-hour shifts at, at a,
1: hardware, at a store. hardware
0: store trying to support these five children.
1: Honestly, the whole thing was, like, a cry for universal health care. It was yeah. absolutely miserable. <laughs> well, no, no, and no, but, child well, care.
0: Yeah, but universal child care, I was gonna say, I was like, it wasn't to pay the hospital bills. That, like, that's Who a, knows? That's Her vagina was probably destroyed. <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> that's of baby like a food.
1: bomb went off in there. They probably need to reconstructive <laughs> surgery.
0: You could scream down there, and there'd be an <laughs> yeah, so I feel like their place is not ill-suited, but it's my turn to begin, not Emma's, even though she already.
1: Are we even having this discussion? Yeah,
0: it's Dorothea Gallery guys,
1: because nice like not
0: even not only is she a great parent to her daughter, trying She's to keep a ass. Try, trying to keep her away from the. She's got the a body evil, that does the, the evil record producer that seeks to take advantage of her. She's one of the few adults in the Disney Channel original movie whose life I want. Oh, I She's would She's just, like, vibing... The mother I never with had. With her hot the Italian spouse. i always her, wanted. With her hot Italian spouse. Who's making her, who's like, making, a parmigiana. Yeah, yeah, like, it's beautiful, and they have a lovely daughter and dog together. Dressed like, to the
1: fucking night. Like, always on top she of her game. She tells her daughter, and this is good parenting. You know what fucking good parenting is? It is looking at your daughter and saying, always bring... Comfortable shoes and put the heels in your purse. That's a mother. That's a mother.
0: But who are you going with, Emma? Uh, Kenneth Daniels? I um. Assume? <laughs> yeah, I obviously
1: am going with the fucking goat. She literally is one of those people who just looks like she smells nice. Like okay, you know now
0: she, you're getting in a creepy territory. I love
1: her. And guys, if you voted against her, you voted. I was gonna wrong. say. I was gonna
0: say. If anything, she's one of the people who looks like she just has her shit together all the time. I would be less scared to meet like a knife wielding biker gang member in Nali than I would Dorothea Galleria. Oh, if she met me in Nali I'd be like okay I don't know what you want but I'm sorry I would re- rethink all of my life choices that got me to that moment.
1: I believe she could solve international conflict. She
0: is the the cheetah mama we all needed. Uh,
1: growl power baby. A growl
0: power baby. Um, But speaking of growl power we're gonna hop from that category also by the way Who um, voted? Uh, yeah I was gonna say uh 76% of that vote went to yeah, Dorothy Gallery. Of landslide. course, of course. And That's I don't even need the
1: numbers coming in from their <laughs> county. I know. <laughs> it
0: was a unanimous decision. All three of us are in sync. But speaking of the Growl Power and the Cheetah Girls, let's start talking about the best original song of the year. Um this was a weaker category last year, but let me tell you, there's some some t- there, I, t- I
1: know there's like two heaters like that there's, there's, uh, I uh, Yeah, there's there's a there. couple.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and let's start off with one of those, which is "Rotten to the Core" from The Descendants.
1: Fuck, that's a good song. I didn't, wasn't <laughs> even thinking of that one when I said the first two. Oh,
0: really? Okay. Um, push It to the Limit that from That was jump the one in. I was yeah. thinking of. Push It up. to the Limit, jump In. Also, I just assumed your brain went to Descendants first because I also do think Push It to the Limit is a banger. I
1: thought that and Cheetah Girls.
0: Um, well, we, for, we also have "Wind in My Hair" from Tangled: Before, Ever After. Okay, fuck that. Um, one of two songs a, a, in that movie.
1: I like that song, guys, but it's obvious. Yeah, against-
0: no, it's a, it's there's nothing against that song, but you're going up against it's a, in the ring with a titan. It's, it's a stack deck um and then lastly is of course cheetah sisters from the cheetah girls and emma you're kicking us off <laughs> emma looks like she's about to vomit she looks like she's i don't feel good about this she guys. doesn't feel good
1: i'm gonna be honest so i i actually don't know why it's cheetah sisters i think it should be cinderella from cheetah girls
0: Okay, I would like to point out that as I do every year, I sent this list of nominees to Emma, and I said, "Let me know if you want anything changed." Foreseeing this exact scenario where she takes issue with my song choices, and I sent them to her, and she said, "I had time to look them over. Everything looks good." Okay,
1: but I have the email. Know. What you don't know is that in between then and now, I watched a TikTok in my bed at 2 a.m. where Eugene <laughs> Bailam was talking about what the well, most well-known song from the Cheetah Girls was and she said Cinderella so I have to side with Adrian not gonna I'm not gonna go against so that's her. my was, fault yes, is what you saying okay. you should have watched that TikTok as well and I kind of agree because I do like Cinderella better than Cheetah Sisters obviously it's not the fucking Tangled song that was a good song but it's it's in the ring with three Titans and it's it's gotten kicked out ah uh, it's not Ronda the core as much as I like Ronda the core could win in a different year but it's not it's between push it to the limit and Cheetah Girls and do you, want, do
0: you want to know why I agree with you that it's not Ron to the core which I we gush so much about that song in the Descendants episode. The issue is, is like so much of why that song is amazing is when you watch the yeah, performance of I was just going to say. is the dance. It's the choreography. It's, it's like, like, I can't if listen you to you listen song. to
1: it like on Spotify, it's just like a kind of a weird auto-tuned.
0: Right. Like, and, but while you're listening to it, you're just thinking of how good that choreography is. And I want is. to see them and, running
1: through the, the stalls and shit like that. And, I, I, yeah. and just
0: breaking down, down yeah. to the dubstep. Yeah, um, yeah. pushing the limit like is just a good beat, like a good you banger. You gotta
1: push it, push it to the limit, limit. Cause it just like. It's underrated, but it's solid.
0: It's so, that's a good word to put it. It's just solid. Like it's, Okay,
1: I got to go with Cheetah Girls, though.
0: I, I figured it's, you it's would. It's the
1: message behind the lyrics for me. Because I honestly think it's just as big of a banger as Push to the Limit. I think they're both equally as like, catchy songs. Mm-hmm. But Cheetah Sisters, that gets me in an emotional place. I, yeah, we I know, are you're, sisters. I, I, we stand together. I'm
0: like, I, I know the audience can see but what are you wearing right now?
1: I'm wearing cheetah print like,
0: shorts. <laughs> she is doing that. <laughs>
1: because our spots are different.
0: I'm, I'm going to make... I don't want to be accused of going with my gender because, as we all know, I... The battle I, of the sexes. I, I am a big cheater Girls fan. But versus- I am going to give it... I'm going to give my vote to Push It to the Limit. Only for one reason and one reason alone. The fact that we're even talking about these two a face-to-face in the ring, that's a boxing joke, is a credit to Corbin Blue. You you wouldn't necessarily expect that kind is of banger from it's But not you wouldn't dog. expect that kind of banger from Corbin Blue. Sure, the man I'm... the man does well in high school musical, but as a solo artist and he just solo vehicle? A solo vehicle, he brings it. I mean, you've got Raven. And then the three other ones whose names I never remember. Yeah. Like, of course you're going to catch lightning in a bottle with those four holding hold, cast in a storm.
1: I got to say something right now because it's relevant before you move on. I truly had this thought. On Sunday night, I had one glass of red wine and I decided, you know what I haven't watched in a while? Princess Diaries to a royal engagement. Cued that baby up on Disney+. <laughs> Plus. Hashtag not sponsored. I would like but to I point out-
0: be- in the past, I actually don't know how long ago it was, but in less than a year ago, I did watch The Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement with Emma.
1: It was under... But, I, but <laughs> I, I'm up for my review. So, so, so,
0: <laughs> so you're saying a year is too long.
1: Yeah, far too long. Okay. Um, so I was like, I let me queue up this bad boy. And I put it on... And the scene where Raven comes in to the the princess sleepover in an absolutely bizarre hat, I had the thought, and I think I said it out loud because I'd had a glass of wine. I was like, I would watch her do anything. I would watch Raven Simone quite literally do anything. She sings an insane song with Julie Andrews and it should not work and it is the most fun four minutes of my life. So to your point, yes. Corbin was working against an it factor that I cannot even describe. An it factor that when it comes into the Princess Diaries 2, I start speaking out loud in my own (laughs) living room
0: alone. That's what I'm saying. I think Corbin had the deck stacked against him and he rose above it. He, 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 He delivered when everyone said he couldn't. Whereas the Cheetah Girls, it was like, of course this works. That being said, of course, the Cheetah Sisters are going to take it with the audience vote. So it going to be two to one. But I just, I wanted, to give, my, I wanted to give my vote to Corbin to recognize his God, accomplishments. God, this just
1: made me so excited that we haven't even watched the second Cheetah Girls yet. Because I honestly think the second one is better.
0: Uh, I remember liking the second one more, honestly. It's
1: fucking fantastic. Did, did you
0: ever see the third one?
1: No, they lose Raven. They do what lose like, Raven. Did you just hear that yeah, well, I, I, I
0: also didn't watch the third one because Raven wasn't in it. Yeah. They go to India?
1: Question yeah, one, one world.
0: Yeah. So after we talk about what great protagonists we have there, and we'll talk about them a little bit more in a bit. Let's start talking about the worst protagonists Again, of the year. Again,
1: usually a tight race.
0: Usually a tight race. And what's interesting here is so we all usually yearly do an episode, a, a, a movie that's based on a TV show, and normally we're like, well, we don't want to give too many of the bests to that because we already know those characters so well from the television show. We're starting off worst protagonist with Alex Russo from Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie. What a
1: shitbag. They
0: did Alex so dirty in that movie. Key
1: race alert, she sucked.
0: She, like... She was just so annoying and frustrating from an audience perspective. With, like,
1: no good motivations no. or anything going for her.
0: Speaking of no good motivations, we've got Pete Ivy from Hatching oh, Pete. Oh, fuck
1: him! <laughs> Pete Ivy was, like, a low key incel. I hate that man.
0: I. Yeah, the thing is, you can't even call him that because he was so all over the place with what he wanted, what he, like what his desires what were. What did
1: he want? If, and I, no I, had to, one, if to, I had to put a mic to your mouth, what was his desire?
0: To be who he wanted to be, which was a chicken, chicken? man. I, I don't. I will say, everybody, we're recording at Emma's apartment right now, which is where we recorded the hatching Pete episode, and I'm nervous about saying the word chicken out loud here. It's like, taking me back. It's gonna conjure mentally, something. Mentally,
1: mentally troubling. It's gonna
0: conjure something. Has, if you
1: say chicken in a mirror in my bathroom? Mirror three <laughs> Jason Dolly pops up behind you and slits your throat (laughs) back. With a
0: look for it. Um, now this was an interesting addition by me, but I had to. Include God,
1: it. I just started Don't, Emma, don't do it. it don't so do it. Much.
0: Emma, come back. Emma, come back. Where's some water? I need to splashed on her face.
1: I started picturing that parade scene.
0: <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Stay here, Emma. Let's talk about Prince Ben from Descendants. Oh, I love him. <laughs> no, I put him on here because I hate him so much because he's so yeah, bland. Yeah, you
1: hate him. I love him. Emma, I again,
0: I sent you this list before I posted these. Prince Ben is sometimes
1: like you just get. To be 28, and you just want a bland man that you can imprint a personality on. He
0: yeah, had. That's the thing. Is he only? And we'll talk about it a little bit later. He only works because when he interacts with Mal, yeah, that's the only time it works. Every other time he I is just he a, did
1: that little dance.
0: He's just a bland <laughs> cardboard cutout. But he was already dating Mal at that point. When he was
1: dancing. Uh, and then next, dances. and this
0: is this was interesting, um, was Jamie Grover from Quince. I, if you go back and listen to that episode, I feel like we were really positive. Like, man, I love Kim and Jay yeah, Brown I in didn't
1: this. Dislike, but her. then as we
0: talked about it, and I remember, I remember thinking this when I was making this list. As we talked about, it, we realized how pissed off we were that she was just constantly lying to us and treating us like yeah, we were that was dumb idiots. Fucking annoying. And I was just. She was so,
1: a little annoying.
0: She was very annoying, and I was done with her by the it end. It wasn't
1: like I, but it wasn't like I didn't understand her motivations or her goal. Like I just was annoyed by the way that she spoke to me. Right. And it's not Kimberly well, J. I'm Brown's fault.
0: It's not Kimberly J. Brown's fault. She actually gave a great performance. We did, we'd never take that away yeah, from her. Yeah,
1: but she was a little bit of an ass. Just
0: the way they wrote the character was really annoying and off putting. Um, I'm going to start off. I am genuinely tempted to give it to Alex Russo for just how, how. am I. Just for how dirty they did that character. And I know. Everybody has their own opinions about Alex Russo. I get it. There's a lot of controversial character. It, it's a controversial fiction. character. Should she have been the family wizard? I don't know. A debate. A debate. It's a gray I know. area, folks. But in my opinion, they did the Russo family very, very well, with the exception of Max, who is entirely superfluous. I, I almost put him as most superfluous character, but that's a sh- the show's problem. The movie was inheriting. But the the conflicts between her and her brother, and her father, and and her mother, to an extent, in the show are all good. And it's like, hey, what if? For the movie. We did all of those but made them bad.
1: Yeah, it's like, what if we made her on the wrong side of everything?
0: Pretty much. What if we made her <laughs> <exclusively> <laughs> what if she had no ground
1: to stand on in any of these arguments?
0: Pretty much. Yeah. And also
1: took away, and here's my point: I think she is also a little bit of a shitbag in the show. But in the show, she's kind of a lovable shitbag. Yeah. And she is... kind of has like a like fun. Devil May Care, Fred and George Weasley, like, like, troublemaker vibes. They didn't really translate, somehow maybe no. it was taking her out of school, taking her out of the, the wizard classes, but they didn't translate well in the movie. She wasn't, like, a funny, fun troublemaker. She was just, like, a dick.
0: Yeah, she was just... And it
1: was, like, and, it, and maybe it was from the movie Little Harper. I don't know what it was, but the way that she was written and, like, the environment they dropped her into, it made her, like, very, very unlikable. Yeah,
0: she basically pisses off every single member of the family, with the exception of Max, who was so off in his own world that he couldn't care less. What I would say is that of these, I think Pete Ivey is probably the worst written. Like, just as a core, but that's because he's the pure concept. That's what it comes down to for me. Is do I want to give it to a character that they just absolutely wrecked that was already good, or a character that they built from the ground up as being bad?
1: That they built with gum and that like they, old that scotch that tape. Was
0: just so horrible. Like, I didn't want to get to know this man, and ostensibly the movie is getting to know this man. Like, yes, Prince Ben is bland, but that's kind of the point of him. Like, he's not. The only
1: thing is that he's hot. It, and with, he's, through that, all things are possible. I'm not even going to
0: touch that. <laughs> but, like, like I said, like, Jamie Grover was annoying, but compared to these other other ones i don't think we need i need i would include her in the conversation but i think i maybe need to give it to pete ivy just for the amount of times that that man made me say chicken in my own life
1: i'm actually gonna give it to alex russo that's she fair. annoyed the shit out of me to the point where like that movie was basically like as hatching pete was unwatchable it was unwatchable and boring wizard movie was actually frustrating like i was, it was actually because act- they
0: almost had something yeah
1: i was actually frustrated by it so i'm gonna say alex. it's like
0: had they done it right it would have been fine well the audience agrees with me and gave it to pete ivy but but I, but I do think we need to give a shout out to Alex Russo for just how badly they bungled her character in the movie. Terrible. Okay, so let's get this taste out of our mouth and move on to the best protagonists. Um, I also feel like Emma's going to have very strong opinions about this one. So Emma, try and keep I some composure as I left them. have had a strong them.
1: opinion before.
0: Because um, you get to talk first on this one. So maybe see, you could save it. Um, first, we have Mal from Descendants. Oh, my God. Then we have Galleria Garibaldi oh from the Cheetah Girls. I was tempted to just put all the Cheetah Girls, but we all know there's some tertiary. There's, yeah, yeah. there's some tertiary girls. Then Pete you Riley. Mean the one
1: whose whole plot is the subway? <laughs> <laughs>
0: then, then Pete Riley from Phantom of the Megaplex. Oh, fuck. I love
1: and that heart. I also
0: love that man. And then Izzy Daniels from Jump In. It's a, it's a tight oh, race this year. I
1: love all of these people so much. I know that we you tried your best, but putting Raven against Dove Cameron feels a little sexist. We should not be pitting women against <laughs> each other like this.
0: <laughs> You're just saying that because you personally feel challenged by I it.
1: I feel I love them both so much, you guys. And when and and when, I'm not gonna say if and when Dove Cameron is inevitably cast as Glenda in the Wicked movie that they're gonna start filming soon. I will coached kind of,
0: by Kristen Chenoweth because cross, they're best friends. Yeah, Yes, because
1: yes yes i will run around my block naked and tp leah michelle's house i am so in love with both of these women it is very honestly i do love pete riley he's a hard-working king and that, he knows that, the value of a dollar
0: that's why i, I definitely thought there were some other options i really wanted to put pete on here just because i think he was a very different protagonist than we see in a lot of these movies we
1: literally said in the podcast we were like i understand him yes his motivations he sees he is like a good kid
0: i like i didn't want to get to know pete ivy i for the funny that they're both named Pete, I want to get to know Pete Riley. Yeah. I want to hang with Pete Riley and see what he's all about. He was a about. cool
1: dude and, like, a very mature young kid. Like, everyone else was, like, that he worked with. He was funny and he, like, cared for his siblings. I liked him.
0: I did, too. Same same with Izzy. Izzy, like, had a good head on his shoulders. He was compassionate. And he was just, Izzy
1: for me loses this race. I agree. Only because of his internalized misogyny around jump roping and thinking that he couldn't jump rope because he was a man and then also coming in and teaching women who've been doing a sport their whole life how to do, that he could do it better. Yeah. I mean, I that, that, that's that a fair him.
0: criticism. I mean, first of all, it, the internalized masculinity, that's not his fault. That's the environment. That's our society that has raised him like that, especially in, in bo- boxing. Especially, especially in boxing. boxing. Yeah. But I think he was really fun to watch and I like, know, he was and, and seeing. And bounce off all the other characters, I was like, this is a good dude that, much like Pete Riley, I would hang with. But Emma, who's your vote for? You gotta give it up.
1: Okay. It's gonna be controversial. It's
0: Emma's Sophie's Choice moment. This is
1: a real Sophie or a Sophia Carson's choice. Um, I, based on movie presence alone, this is not a statement on these two women, but based on who they are in these movies and the characters they're playing, I have to go with Mal. I think Mal is our best protagonist. She has a very interesting arc. I am on her side basically the whole way, I understand her conflict between parents and wanting to be good and like this new life she's trying to create for herself but like the pressures her mom has on her. Like everything she does, you kind of understand where Galleria does become drunk on Yeah, you,
0: you hit a point, and the problem, I've, I, first of all, audience, I agree with Emma, my vote is also going to Mal. They voted Galleria in as their vote. But here's, here's what the- Why was
1: I, Mal just coming second?
0: Uh, yes, Mal came in second. Emma's absolutely right and this is almost exactly what I was going to say. is just that Galleria reaches a point where she becomes a monster. Yeah. And we talk about it in the episode a lot is that there's no real explanation for it. Like it's like she's, she takes she, a sharp laugh. she takes a sharp left. She takes a sharp left. Like there's been a little like like they've gotten a little bit of, you know, like a bite from Jack Johnson that they might become pop stars and she's just like, "Well, I'm in charge of everything now. I am the only thing that matters." And I feel like had they just put in a little work to get to that point agree. more naturally, she could have easily run away with this. But I think Mal, when I 100% agree with you, just has the a great- The choices
1: she makes are built to, and they don't come out of left field.
0: Great arc. Great to watch. She makes one of the worst Fun protagonists. Fun to watch. Yeah, Fun ma- to watch. Makes one of the worst protagonists it's actually bearable, in my opinion.
1: Makes him watchable.
0: Yeah. Um, So we're going mal on this one easily. But now that we've talked about our favorite um, heroes, let's talk about the villains. And we're going to start with worst antagonists. And as I have to remind Emma and the audience every year, worst... In terms of how they affect the film, not as like how bad they are of a bad guy. Yeah, because
1: honestly, if you're really bad, bad, then you're kind of a good yeah, we, antagonist.
0: Exactly. We say this every year. It just
1: means like you're you're written shittily.
0: Exactly. Top of the list, we have Giselle from Wizard Waverly Place the movie, The Parrot.
1: I fucking forgot about yeah, it, that I, person we, we, not We're, in we're gonna movie.
0: talk- I'm gonna talk about that a little bit. Give me a second. Um Lady Kane from Tangled Before Ever After. Jesus Christ. Who should have, as we all as we harped on incessantly, should have been the handmaiden. Why? They were building to that. Uh Donnie Holly from Family Megaplex. Pete Ostensible rival that they just never really. I kind of
1: loved that guy.
0: Well, but he just like I remember saying in the it epi- goes nowhere. I remember saying in the episode they he's there to be a a red herring for the identity of the Phantom, and then uh, you guys were like, he is, and I was like, oh my I god, no you're idea. right. They yeah. never float no, that they possibility. They never really do. They never, like... never, yeah. Um, and then last is Emperor Savad from Stepsister from Planet Weird.
1: Oh, I kind of liked him. I mean,
0: okay, he. He's a space bubble Nazi. He was doing a
1: really weird
0: voice. Yeah, well, he and his son both were weird. He's a
1: fascist. Uh, yeah, he's a
0: fascist, and I mean, a
1: bubble fascist. That speaks
0: for itself. I, I think Lady Kane, not only for the fact that she just didn't feel like a villain, also had just a terrible motivation oh. that she was just like, your dad was too hard on crime and threw my Are dad in jail. Are you answering first? Yeah, it's okay, my turn. Your pick? It, it's It's okay. my turn. But really, I've got to give it to Giselle who went to the place. That fucking The pair because. And we talked about this in the episode
1: is just literally when you were saying, talking about that movie earlier, and then like you, when you got to this category, when I pictured the villain, I pictured that man, I totally forgot that the villain is actually the fucking parent. Oh, we'll
0: talk about Archie later. <laughs> um, he's in a different that category. Remember
1: these names?
0: Uh, sometimes they take some Googling and honestly, I, there's like I said about this movie, there's something there that like the villain, the actual villain is the fake villains. Like, like, it's like if Iago was the actual villain. Yeah, of it's an
1: interesting twist had it been written well at all. Yeah,
0: and then she just shows up in the last, like, ten minutes being like, guess what? I'm hot. And I have the stone for no reason because I already used my wish on it. I, I'll never forget how frustrated we were when she was like, oh, I've been imprisoned by magic court. And they never explain why. Why? They never why, tell why us why. Why is
1: she mad? Why is she a parrot?
0: No explanations. I've got to give my vote to herself. Why Giselle. wouldn't
1: they just tie it into something like with the family, like somehow tie into the larger
0: narrative arc at all? Literally anything, honestly, they, instead of nothing. Emma, where are you voting?
1: I actually have to pick the fucking Lady Kane from the Tangled movie. Okay. Just because of how pissed i was that it wasn't the handmaiden because they nothing pisses me off then when you do set up something really well the entire time and i'm like oh i see where we're going with this i see where we're going with proposal, don't do it i was like this is going to be an amazing twist and then you don't fucking do it i am sitting here with plot blue balls and it, it was so goddamn frustrating that, that this villain came out of nowhere and then like had to like shoehorn a dad imprisonment story when the handmaid was right there. I am aware Lou told me that they were setting up for The Handmaid to take an evil turn in the series, whatever.
0: Well, that's my thing is I think this is still a standalone
1: movie, folks.
0: I Well, it's not. It's the problem. But that's the movie's fault. If we talk about this in the episode, it is not standalone in any real way, shape, or form. First of all, we need to figure this out because the the audience gave it to Emperor Savad. I But the thing is, is I don't think that Lady Kane is Lady Kane's fault. I think it's the writing's fault. I feel like they were like, okay, well, obviously we're setting up The Handmaiden to be evil later down the road, but we can't have that in the premiere of this television show we're launching. So we need to have somebody Capitalism else. Capitalism
1: is such a fucking wank. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, so we need to have somebody else. And I feel like like she is just a victim of circumstance compared to the handmaiden who would ma- obviously have made a better villain but they needed to build to that i guess i
1: will jump to you then and go for the parrot okay. she was also pretty
0: terrible thank but you. i won't
1: even call her by her uh, name. She, the
0: parrot did come in second place behind savad so thank you for guys uh,
1: at least had like a motivation he was trying to keep his fascist like dictatorship in, in place. yeah
0: but i mean he's only in the movie for like 10 minutes but at and least then,
1: i understood where he was coming from and then he maybe
0: from. dies I'm uh, i mean good, whatever um let's start talking about the best antagonist i'm so, i'm just like a talking about those losers already Chris um, we have maleficent from descendants <laughs> on this list um we have jackal johnson from the cheetah girls oh he's awesome emma does love jackal do johnson
1: Jack- even though i've called him jackal jackson my whole life
0: yeah you and i feel like you will continue to call him jackal johnson jackal jackson throughout the rest of this podcast yep. whenever we reference him pamela from go figure and well here's the thing i want you and i need to talk about this nikki williams from double teamed <laughs> So you go first on this one. Okay. But I do want to give, I feel like Pamela's, this is a theme this year, is, is an underdog against Titans. Pamela, if you remember, was the evil skating rival in Go Figure, but she truly hated the main character so yeah, so much. Yeah. And she constructed this elaborate Rube Paint Goldberg theme. machine and she stole her, her she was
1: kind of a genius. She
0: stole her uh, ice skating practice with Christy Yamaguchi. Like that's something you're never going to get back. I think as a foil to Caitlin she was very effective if she was a little underdeveloped and just kind of a stereotypical mean girl. But watching them butt heads I did find very satisfying, so I felt the need to include her.
1: All right, I'm going to say something controversial and yet so brave. While Kristen Chenoweth is putting on an absolute clinic, I do feel that, that she is not an imposing villain. She is more of a side character who is coming in to do some great work and some drop-ins. Is this the fault of Kristen Chenoweth? No. It is the fault that they could not. only get her on set for one day. They were shooting everything with her in one day. She wasn't coming back for multiple days. That was a scheduling conflict, and I can tell you that right
0: now. Or they could not afford her.
1: That's what I'm saying. They, She was there for one day. One day of shooting so she couldn't do multiple locations she's not she's not going different places she was
0: there for the finale yeah, just yeah, yeah. in the apartment
1: and most of the conflict
0: and i had to do her song and dance number yeah, yeah, the, yeah. in the museum
1: but that is all set like that was she wasn't going anywhere
0: oh, that was almost entirely green screen yeah, if yeah. i remember correctly she was in
1: front of a green screen yeah basically a weather person but i'm saying i think she is fun but the honestly and the, committed the on oh, very committed but the arc of the movie is more about like a looming threat of disappointing her mother and Mal's personal journey with goodness and badness, and like less about a looming big bad. Because it's not like she's threatening to destroy the town, it's more about Mal deciding to steal his fucking wand. It's less about an evil plot. She's kind of just watching the whole thing on TV, because yet again, she wasn't gonna film multiple days. So I'm going to go with Nikki from Double-Teamed, because she simply was that good, and really was so mean. She was a continual, thorn in their side, and she also gave some of the best line deliveries I've ever seen on Disney Channel. In ADR. In ADR, including... Oh look, it's the Redondo Hellbellies. Well, thank you for taking like, that. Thank
0: you for that impression out of retirement.
1: I love Nikki. I love her Coke Mansion. I love her sleazy, sleazy father. And I thought she was great. And I also love an antagonist with a redemption arc at the end.
0: When it's done well.
1: When it's done well, and it was—I thought it was. it was done well. It was. it
0: was. It comes a little out of nowhere, but like once we start seeing them interact and be friends, once I was like, I was it. like, yes, this is good. I like this. Once
1: you see it, you believe it. I yes. bought what she was selling, and I am going Nikki.
0: Um, Emma, can I say something? controversial yet so brave i'm also going nikki williams from <laughs> like, double team
1: she's not doing it out there I, herself you know
0: maleficent won the popular vote um i agreed with absolutely everything emma just said nikki williams came in third place what in the popular the fuck vote. is wrong jackal with you johnson guys. took second place the thing about jackal johnson to me is just that he wasn't inherently malicious no. he was just a symbol of, of like capitalism of capitalism of like what the record industry does to young performing talent he wasn't like the oh, antagonist. he's like i'm gonna steal your music i'm gonna trash yes yeah he
1: He's... He's ostensibly doing his fucking job.
0: Right. But I mean, he is great just to watch him be in his tank tops and crazy hats. Yeah, yeah. And just... I love
1: his Kevin Federline cosplay, but that's yeah. not a villain make.
0: I agree. I have to give it to Nikki Williams as well as our best antagonist. Moving on, let's start talking about what Emma really watches these movies for, which is their romances. Oh,
1: baby, you know I do.
0: And we are starting off with her favorite kind of romance, the worst romance.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Um, but we have Pete and Caitlin from Phantom of the Megaplex. That girl he was in trying speak once a couple times, yeah.
1: Like it, it, that. The reason that Donnie that really, is like woman is a plot device. She yeah. Is, it, well,
0: it's just it's like it doesn't feel like we have time for it. You know, she's not like, a
1: character. Oh, we. I mean, there's literally a if murder. You had, if list. you would cut
0: her and replaced it with one second of someone suspecting Donnie Holly that movie would be ninety percent better. He
1: didn't need a love
0: interest. He it's did not. He's a got th- thr- It's he's, a thriller. The man is work. His man's married to his work. Let's be honest. Then we have Cleo and Carter from Invisible Sister. They were cute, but just like oh, I liked him. I know what's is this it, the man. That dressed as a pot of honey. Yeah, I, I was tempted to leave them Any off of new this. chemistry. I was tempted to leave them off of this one, but my issue with it was is that it was much like they don't have time for the romance in the space of the film. Literally, in-universe, they do not have time to no, be doing don't. this romance. But they were because not good at sister, time management. Because the sister's going to turn invisible. The
1: sister who was turning invisible was like let's press pause on this and let me go get my sister some dick yeah that's the other
0: thing is that the sister kind of of tricked carter into it a little bit by being in that bear costume um so i feel like while there was something there i did feel like it was mishandled um then we have pete and angela from hatching pete
1: oh my god i hated which is a massive
0: part of that movie um and then when
1: she had the long-distance boyfriend that she like named weird things that she hated about oh houston
0: from houston (laughs) yes um and then lastly we have Ariel and Cutta from uh Stepsister from Planet Weird. Um I also I will say I've a little peek behind What's the curtain. What's his name? Kutta. Cutter. I was saying it with a New Zealand accent, or Australian accent, because um, that's where it was filmed. I, I did also, I was also tempted to put, oh God, what is the main character's name? Megan and Fanule, who randomly have a romance in the last five seconds that was, of that movie. I bought it. But I, I did, love it. I, not, He just shows up and is F-Fanuel, like- And she's like- oh, for, silent, tall she's New like, Zealand man. I'm so excited to see you. And then he's like, I really don't care about you anymore. Who's is this, that though? Your friend? And he's then, a
1: man who knows what he wants.
0: Okay, I, I think it's my turn to go first. Yes, it's my turn to go first. I hated both of those Romans. I wanted to put them both, but there's a character limit on polls and Twitter. Um, I thought those were terribly handled because they come right the hell out of nowhere Cutter I will admit in Ariel actually have have some building block where he like asks her out within two seconds of beating her and she's just like why would I do that but I think looking at all these I mean Pete and Caitlin and Cleon Carter I think there is some stuff I like about that Pete and Caitlin it's such a small part of that movie but it's such a random unnecessary part that I want to include it I think I got to give it to Pete and Angela on this one and I kind of want to put it mostly on Pete's feet Angela is not blameless she's a weird character and how she interacts with Pete especially but like everyone
1: in this movie is a bad character
0: yeah but it's just it's just like, I, the entire time I'm watching them, and also the whole romance thing in that movie is so convoluted, where he like, maybe likes Cammy, and yeah. then he's like, no I don't. And, yes, and
1: they couldn't decide. They couldn't
0: figure out what's going on there, and I I, I just was sick every of it by the Every romance in
1: Hatching Pete, I actually would like to vote for. So if it, Pete and Angels the one we picked, like, great. Like, I, basically every relationship in Hatching Pete, I thought was the worst developed thing in the world. The friendships, the romances, I also picked that fucking romance, because I fucking hated the way those Okay, good. Interacted. We
0: needed a consensus because the audience picked Ariel and Cutter. They're with me on that one. They, they agree. i have not that don't
1: enjoy a himbo not, surfer. Not
0: that I'm giving my vote to them. My vote remains to Pete and Angel, but they agree it didn't work. But let's talk about the inverse of that. Let's and talk if about
1: there's the... like secret hatching Pete stands out there. Wherever you are, I'll find you.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> kill you. Uh, let's talk about the best romance. We have Rapunzel and Eugene from Tangle Before oh. Ever After. We have Mal and Ben from Descendants. Oh. We have Izzy and Mary from Jump In. They were so cute. I'm interested to see what was going to say about this. We have Caitlin and Spencer from Go Figure. Emma was very into this romance while yeah, all this happening. I
1: it was. It, it was. was really it's real really for her. It's really hard to have all of these laid out in front of me because I've stand so hard I'm for all a, of these. This
0: has been a bevy of Sophie's choices for, Emma's real, for Emma, really. I
1: liked all of these relationships a lot, you guys.
0: Well, you're going first, so you have to work this out for yourself. Okay, I'm
1: going to do some mental math here out loud for y'all. Picture numbers floating from my head. Izzy and Mary, I loved. Mm-hmm thought they had a great banter I but agree. i'm going back to my initial kiki compla- palmer
0: brings it every time oh, every
1: time initial complaint about that relationship is what's holding me back from giving it to them she looked way too fucking young i'm aware they were like we, we googled it the age difference was fine but he looks too old and she looks too young and it always weirded me out because he has I, that goddamn armpit hair that cannot be tamed I, and I, I she will, looks 13
0: i will say i did like it especially because it like was built on like an opposite to track kind of thing which i don't think we get very often
1: and i also just think they had good chemistry and like those, oh, fi- absolutely. those fire escape scenes
0: yeah the romeo juliette but, but
1: i didn't have like the two dolls kiss with them because i, I he felt almost like an older brother in certain ways it was ways, more right? just I was
0: like, like i was like i like seeing i like this I relationship. Them together like, like i would go on a double date with yeah, those two yeah.
1: yeah but i didn't wasn't like oh there's some crackling tension here
0: mm-hmm. whereas caitlin and spencer you wanted to watch them have sex on screen
1: i really enjoyed that relationship <laughs> i'm gonna be honest
0: because the guy was hot
1: yeah it would mainly be because he was hot
0: and was in a band
1: and he was in a band i forgot about his band <laughs> You know what? I'm actually not going to give it to them though, because I don't think we spent enough time on it. I could have done. I think we spent plenty of time on it. No, 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 no. There was nowhere near enough. I don't think they kiss.
0: I feel like they don't because he's a lot. He's a
1: lot older. Pretty old.
0: I think they do a good cheek kiss. She looks
1: twelve, and I I was comfortable enough saying I thought he was hot. Like he was like twenty. He was like visibly in college, even though they had that really cool skating scene where they were like battling it out playing hockey. I would have liked to see them interact. I would have liked to see his whole band performance. I would have liked to see them interact. I would have liked to see a kiss. Similar to like your feedback on some of the worst, they did not give that enough airtime and the movie didn't really have airtime for it. I actually wish that that had been a more central relationship than the fucking Pamela bits because I don't care about her. To
0: the movie's credit, I will say is that a lot of time passes in that movie and they give enough attention to it that you believe stuff is happening off screen between them.
1: Had I written that movie? Oh boy. Which I'm mad I didn't. I would have written that as There's still time. I would have made him the initial antagonist. As like her like too hard on her coach. I feel like there's a movie that's like this and I can't think of what it is. I would have made it an enemies to lovers story where he is antagonizing- I feel like you're using the word
0: enemies wrong, but I get what you're saying.
1: But like, I, that's like a trope in like books. But like, I would have made it like an enemies to lovers thing where like, he's really hard on her, ragging on her, thinks she shouldn't be on the team, coming down on her really hard and then takes her under his wing and teaches her how to be great at hockey and they fall in love in the process and you don't even need an outward I antagonist. I think this is,
0: I think, not romantically, obviously, what although- What movie am I describing? I, I, I don't think it is- because um, it was it wasn't romantic, although there was there's a deleted scene that's kind of a league of their own. Yes, <laughs> where Gene yes, yes, Davis yes. and like because Tom Hanks is is a terrible coach if and doesn't Gina do anything. If Gene Davis and Tom Hanks
1: had fucked at the end, it would have been which me.
0: they kiss in a, in a deleted scene and removing it was the best decision yeah. in, of that film. I mean, I could t- do a podcast on that film I right love, now. I we know every film. scene from that film.
1: <laughs> you know what else it is, but without the gender swipping swapping swipping that's not a word um it's she's the man Channing Tatum and Amanda Bynes where he's like yeah, coaching yeah, her yeah, on yeah, the soccer yeah, yeah. team and thinks that she's shit even though he thinks she's a boy it's that and then like they get a mutual respect and then they fall in love in the end mm. that's what that movie should have been
0: Emma and I've also seen that movie a crazy amount of times I
1: rewatched that this weekend well,
0: Emma we've because uh, the reason we watched it is because it was like one of two dvds ben we kept School in our mom in our mom's car while we were on like road trips and we'd be like well we're not the kind of family that talks during road trip. So let's just throw on She's the Man yet again. Hey guys, I
1: watched that movie this weekend as well. It is still one of the best things I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It's fucking hilarious. Channing Tatum is putting on a clinic. So what's your vote? What's your vote,
0: Emma? You still have to talk about Mal, Mal, and Ben, and Rapunzel. This might be the most debate we've had about a category. Mal <laughs> and Ben.
1: And I'm not going to give it to you, even though they are my number one Disney ship. I am a Rapunzel sun sign. I like, believe you I, mean
0: Eugene Fitzherbert, as you're, yes. you're referring to.
1: Um, Yes. Even but though like, we
0: will never, ever call them Then
1: I like to describe astrology through Disney praises, and I'm definitely... Like
0: a normal person.
1: I'm like a Rapunzel sun and like a Tiana rising. Um, that was
0: garbage. <laughs> even if you were talking about normal astrology, I would have no idea what that means. But
1: I view myself as a Rapunzel, and I truly, truly am so obsessed with her and Flynn. I love his like... Batty boy with a soft side thing, but I don't think enough of that happens in this movie. I'm not seeing enough uh, similar, like this movie is not a standalone work and I will not give it credence by voting them best romance. So I will stick it to the, something that delivered on screen, not just off, Mal and Ben. <laughs> when he was in that pool searching for dive sticks, finding a glowing rock that served no plot purpose, I loved their relationship. I love Mal and Ben. I love when he like realized the cookie thing and he like, was like, oh, the guy. <laughs> I love them.
0: I'm going to say something controversial yet brave. My vote goes to Eugene Rapunzel. Because as much as you're saying that, and yes, the movie isn't necessarily about their romance i personally feel like they did a great job of taking the romance in the movie and maturing it to the point where we see in the film like as time has passed they've grown as people but they still love each other and i just love and as much as you're saying there's not enough of it eugene constantly simping for rapunzel is the, is the best like the best part of that I movie just, love that. just how much he's just like well i love rapunzel so much so but no my personality what,
1: is that i really only like things when they're hot and spicy in the beginning and then after it's grown into a mutual respect and like a marriage i I'm very bold.
0: But, but that's what I'm saying is I feel like a lazier um, writer would have just had it be like that, where it's like, oh, they need to fall in love again or something yeah. like that. but That's He's just to like that, a supportive but husband. But yeah, but taking it to that point where like, no, we are in love. This is what our relationship, our love looks like. I think that's beautiful. And I'm I not
1: think, leaving that one, Ben. I'm not leaving my vote, but I, do, I, I like I your know you're stanch. not changing
0: your vote. It doesn't matter because the audience voted with this guy. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> so Rapunzel and Eugene, this one's for you. Uh, this is this last dance is for you. But Emma here, I'll cheer you up. Let's start talking about the most superfluous character my, this is
1: my favorite <laughs> <one
0: of those. laughs> um, mainly
1: because i never know these people's names until they we talk until about I,
0: I say the name and then you're like i eh, and then I describe i them. looked at this
1: list on the email guys and i was like sure enough um, i don't know what you mean but sure enough like yeah, i don't know who these people are
0: i truly think most superfluous character is emma's favorite invention of mine it from is. this entire podcast um but first up we have lisa from fan of the megaplex which is who K- the fuck was which that which was caitlin's black friend who's in like <laughs> <laughs> who just starts
1: i forgot about her no, but doesn't she- Bitch, no, no, she just starts
0: like following her around. But and, like, no,
1: what's who's the one that's that, like no, that's no, no. like um we got the tickets? Is no, that, that Lisa? no, that
0: that's the younger sister's friend who never gets a name, as far as I'm aware. I'm I'm amazed you don't remember this because you made such a point out of it. Because at a certain point Caitlin, <laughs> Oh my god,
1: no, it's Caitlin's friend. Caitlin's friend. That's what oh I said oh my god, oh my god, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, who just
0: starts who's just like Caitlyn starts following her around as part of the mystery, but then she's so just her, also there. She's friend that never speaks. I believe she does not speak. No. Caitlyn has three lines. This girl has zero. I believe that is correct. But they name her. They say like, oh, Lisa." Like, "Lisa's
1: coming too." I'm like, um, "Lisa."
0: Then I included Trevor Larson from Stepsister from Planet Weird, who's the little brother who is like in a couple scenes, but doesn't really do anything oh, other than oh, bond with Cosmo. He, he makes a few
1: Men in Black references. Yeah, that's about and it.
0: Yeah, no. Then I and here's I'm gonna say this other one first, which I have Madison from Double Team, who's the other girl oh, on Pink the team. The pigtail girl. Yeah, the
1: coach just fucking yeah, hates. Yeah, but she also has
0: again has like three lines. Cause they're the-
1: comedic, yeah. But like- she's also
0: the only other girl on the team name. who gets a name, essentially. Mickey
1: Tall Twins and her,
0: yeah, pretty much. I um, mean, last one is what I the probably, and I'm starting off, so I'm just gonna hop right into this. The name I feel the most proud of, which is Archie from <laughs> from freaking Wizards of Waverly oh, really Place. Fake out the, villain. The fake out villain. Cause not nah, we we're calling him the fake out villain. They make it very clear what's going on with him and the bird right out the gate. And he's fucking the bird. Uh, we assumed that, yes, but that the bird is like a person and that it's basically controlling him and he's just such a bland nothing burger nothing of a burger. character he's fallen in love with this bird apparently I don't like, I still don't understand how they communicate and, or have sex and he like I guess he saves the day at the end kind of does he? because like, he takes the stone off of her and well I'll talk about I that I didn't
1: even remember I'll that. talk
0: about the ending a, did a little did not even bit remember later. how they got the
1: stone off of her
0: had you given Giselle's story to him and just been like instead of he like lost his magic because he lost the competition had it just been they took his magic away and then he wanted to. back so you go back and be a wizard criminal that's a better villain like if you just combine those two characters or like either combine the characters into one or stick with Giselle and then make her yeah. like a talking parrot or something I don't freaking know do something or like the, or just
1: make that Bane switch better make, yeah, it, just, make it make him a mustache twirling psycho and then when it ends up being the parrot has been controlling him the whole time make that be like a Hans Frozen like oh my god yeah and, like, then,
0: and then he freaking follows them around like a sad sack of shit as they travel through the jungle I could not believe the character they created <laughs> As the quote-unquote villain, my vote goes to Archie without a doubt.
1: My vote's for Lisa. I forgot about her. She was so superfluous. I forgot about how passionate I was about this character. That was you were fired in up the in background of every single scene, lineless. Named the, I named because the it's, it's honestly such a second layer. It's honestly like performance art at this point. Because Caitlyn was so pointless, but then to give Caitlyn a friend that also comes with all of the scenes—that is crazy.
0: Yeah, we projected a lot onto Lisa, just for like a, a emblematic of many of the problems of fan of the Megaplex. And
1: and sexism and racism. Why did that girl not have any lines?
0: Well, it was also the Donnie Holly, if I remember correctly, had a black sidekick that never spoke.
1: Guys, we gotta do better.
0: Although we were also—that's
1: an older one. But come although on. we were
0: also really hoping that he was gonna turn out to be the Phantom. <laughs> oh <my> uh, God. <laughs> um, but the good news is some of the audience did agree with you that Lisa was the most superfluous character. You Pro- know
1: what a great movie it would be if Lisa was the Phantom. Of the I think <laughs> we also
0: suggested that as well. <laughs> um, that would have been incredible. Um, but yeah, I think we—that's how we, you write a twist. I think we can inflated that a little bit just by how much we focused on lisa but i do think it's earned so we'll give that one to lisa and that's all of our awards for this year but before we sign off we do have to go through the saddest Is there another song no no there's just that we have to talk about her in memoriam the characters that we've lost it along the way this last mickey year mickey rooney um, so let's start off with the cheating girls. I don't think, I don't think anyone's dead in that one, right? The the girl's parents abandoned her and she lives in a foster home, right? Yeah. Yeah, no one's dead. Tangled before, ever after, after? No. Fan of the Megaplex, I maintain Mickey Rooney dies at the end of that movie.
1: Not well, him. Well, he's also dead in real life. Well,
0: in, in real life, yes, as an actor, rest in peace, Mickey Rooney. Although, the breakfast Tiffany's thing wasn't good, man. I maintain, no, oh, I maintain Movie Mason dies at the end of that movie and then gives, like, his weird catacomb layer to Brian, the yeah, oldest yeah, brother. Because yeah, yeah. he's like, this is all yours now, or something be- like that. I said, God. there's
1: like an extra scene in League of Their Own where Tom Hanks and um Gina Davis kiss. I think there's an extra scene in the band of the Megaplex where he like lights a cleansing fire in that theater and like <laughs> goes down with
0: his own <laughs> shit. I, yeah, I could see that, like a Viking Yeah. Next is Wizards of Waverly plays the movie. And we do need to talk about it. And this is what I was going to say is I am of the opinion Giselle is murdered on the yeah, screen. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because Archie used the stone to turn her into a bird. And you, know
1: what? you know how you can tell something was written well? Because I didn't give a fuck.
0: I know. But like they don't address any turns her back into a bird and just walks off with her but she goes along with it which ostensibly tells me that she, he turned her into a normal bird effectively killing her consciousness yeah. and making her ridding her existence from this world uh, she point. did
1: barely had consciousness in the fucking movie she didn't have any sets. Oh also
0: friggin' Pete's dad is dead and fan of the megaplex FYI he loved movies Emma the man love, loved movies I forgot that's one scene yeah go figure I hope that diabetes girl is still alive. I hope she...
1: The one who up in the back. I hope she
0: responsibly manages her disease. Jump in. Their mother, of course, passed Ask. away. And they Maybe do, a, they do a great job of portraying she a um, grieving Struggling family, single a, father. Struggling sh- single sh- 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 father in a grieving family. Doesn't he make, like, really terrible food yeah, or and something? Yeah, he, <laughs> he can't the daughter's hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hatching Pete um,
1: The only uh, thing that died Was my spirit
0: only thing that died Was my spirit But I do maintain There was some kind of Satanic sacrifices Made in that town To the chicken god Because everyone was Way too obsessed With what was going on there
1: Very 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 true
0: Stepsister from Planet Weird We already talked about it The mom is maybe, maybe dead. dead I don't think so And so We spies- don't really
1: have The, the language to we, or like the background in canon to know how the bubbles die.
0: Yeah, because the mom dies very quickly. They like
1: are blown away. Yeah, the mom gets she doesn't like,
0: pop. No, she gets like blown away or like dissolves in the atmosphere or something like that. But then Savad gets dispersed by like a leaf blower and a bunch of hair dryers, and they're like, he'll he's probably still alive somehow. And I'm like, which I, also
1: was like so ambitious. I'm like, is this movie setting up for a sequel. I don't care, which...
0: but I I think it was ambitious that they possibly killed him on screen. Yeah. Quince, the only thing is dead is that those parents' spirit as they. <laughs>
1: (laughs) and their savings and their
0: sleep schedule and their
1: sex life um, and their vagina
0: (laughs) Um, if you think about it that is also related to their sex life Um, Invisible Sister I think we're fine yeah double teamed I'm gonna say anyone in that
1: Nikki's mom because the dad killed her
0: yeah we did talk about that yeah or the uncle killed her and the dad got him off and so now he works for him Um, I will also but I was gonna say anyone any girl who is in that program and wants to shine and be a superstar not even on their team or honestly, just the rest of the team. Their careers are, careers Your are careers dead. Your careers are dead. Your careers are dead. But that's going to do it for us, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this fun little dalliance as we look back at the highs and the lows of the past year. And I hope you'll join us later in the month as we talk about Xenon the sequel. And right, let's hope the next year is better than the past two combined. Right on. Cheers. Blast us off, Johnny.